Carlson now Smith, he scores! Carlson between his own legs to Riley Smith. The Knights take a 4-1 lead. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Now at the other end, a drop pass to Claire. Oh my goodness! A glove saved by Hill! No way! No way! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. So even though the hockey is done for this year, these end up being some of my favorite shows of the season because we get to just peruse and, and go down different paths. Like Chapman and I had some fun yesterday with Ashley Weiss and Darren Elliott, and then we uh, exposed Chapman for his track ability, which we will get to again next week and settle the debate whether or not he ever ran a 400 faster than somebody has ran an Olympic time since uh, 1984. <laughs> We are going to go down that path. (laughs) Some of the stuff that we get into, just like today, and who you would like to see the Vegas Golden Knights play on banner raising night, or whether you would be into uh, the Vegas Golden Knights doing a separate event in which they uh, present the rings, raise the banner, uh, have a concert, and uh, and celebrate uh, the championship and play uh, the game on on a different night and be a little bit uh, less traditional. So uh, we'll get to uh, some of your comments uh, regarding who you'd like to see on opening night in just a little bit. But uh, first off, let's go over to the uh, Vice President of Communications and Mr. Vice President, uh, sir, here's Nate Ewell, uh joining us uh, today. Uh, you, were, you were over in the Art District today where they have this brand new mural of Mark Stone holding the Stanley Cup over his head, which which went up right away, by the way. That, I can't believe they could do that that fast. And 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 Stoney, the captain, was out there. What, what was that like this afternoon? Well, this this was really cool, Darren. I, so I showed the picture. I had seen this on social media the other day and uh, showed it to Stoney. I said, have you seen this? And he goes, you know, I heard about it, but I hadn't seen it yet. I want to go check it out in person. And so uh, one of the local news stations had contacted some of the artists. We were able to, to track down their contact information, and they, they all got here. Uh, I think some of them got off work right at 4, came ran, ran over, got to see uh, Stoney, and it was, a, uh, it was really a neat scene. It was, you know, people that obviously appreciate what he did for the community, but him appreciating them for what they've done to the community. What, what was Mark's reaction when he stood there looking at it? He said yeah. better in person. Really? Definitely better. Yeah, he thought it was better in person. It was pretty sharp, <laughs> um, and... Uh, Pretty impressive, uh, a pretty impressive place. Pretty impressive spot. I recommend anybody go by. It's on Main Street, uh, right in, the, as you said, in the Arts District, across from uh, the Nevada Brew Works. Good how, spot. How uh, well you would know that. Uh, you and I both uh, love the Nevada Brew Works. Uh, wh- wh- what are we looking at for? How many people it takes to do a big mural like this so quickly? So they said uh, there were seven of them that contributed. It was one guy's idea, and. and he kind of brought some others together. They actually opened the invite out to anybody that had artistic ability. Really? And, uh, and, and basically got it done in the matter of hours once they had seven people working on it. Um, Mark did add his own little touch today. He signed it in spray paint. So uh, you go down there now and you can take a picture in front of not only Mark Stone holding the cup, but Mark Stone's autograph. The, the cup's not in town anymore, is it? It's gone. No, no. Um, okay. No, he... Uh, in fact, he said he would have loved to have had it, but it needs a break. <laughs> he, he needs a break or the cup needs a break? <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> a little, little bit of both. Uh, did, did you get a picture with uh, of Mark standing in front of Mark? Yeah, it, 
it'll be up on our social media here any minute on Golden Knights uh, or on Vegas Golden Knights if you're on Instagram. So uh, I would encourage everybody to take a look, but it's really cool. Oh, awesome stuff. Nate Ewell with us, uh, Vice President of Communications uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights on Fox Sports Las Vegas. So it's it's obviously really awesome that Mark was able to sign it and then see that. Uh, in terms of kind of that, that initial look at it in person, as you mentioned, he said it's better in person, but uh, was there maybe even a sense of overwhelm at the, at capturing the the height of Mark Stone's career, winning a Stanley Cup, and seeing that now immortalized downtown in Vegas? Well, that's a little bit of, of what some of the folks ask the artists about is, how do you capture an emotional moment like that in mm. in a still? And, and I guess photographers do it all the time, but you can sort of see even more of the vibrancy when it's something that, that people created by hand. And I, I thought uh, they really did a remarkable job, and, and uh, it, it has the city vibe, too. You know, they incorporate the Las Vegas sign, so uh, it really does feel, it, it, it feels like it fits. If you were going to help out and be one of, let's say, eight artists uh, chipping in uh, instead of seven, what part of the mural would you tackle, Nate? I would need lines to color inside of. Um, I don't think I, I don't think you want my artistic ability trying to take a stab at any of this. Um, certainly not uh, the finer details. Um, maybe I could have contributed some stars or a background, but that's about my, the extent of what I can can offer, Darren. Yeah, I don't like uh, I don't like being in the background, as you know, uh, from my constant uh, badgering of uh, you around the office. But I think I would be a strictly painting the background uh, on some on something like this. Nothing yep. too complicated. Yep. That's where that's where my contributions would be limited to. Hey, so you're you're uh, the guy in charge of the message and PR and communications and. Uh, working with so much uh, of the media and uh, among various other uh, duties that uh, I don't even, can't even keep track of. What what's this been like for you over the last not just week, but let's look at a bigger picture. The last two months. I'll go, I'll go further back. I mean, this is two years for me now, and and I think it's been a crash course in how a brand, how a, a, an organization like the Golden Knights embraces the city that it's part of. And um, it, it does it better than anyone. And, and, you know, for somebody like me coming in two years ago, it's jump into that midstream and try and make sure that what we do is capturing the essence of, of the community that we live in. Um, I think today is a perfect example of that. But, uh, you know, I, one of the things that we talked as a group about, you know, I've, you've heard me talk about this, is... Uh, in the wake of, of a great moment like last Tuesday, let's, how do we extend that? So uh, the other day, I know you guys had a, a police officer on that got to see the cup. Like, that is a perfect example. How do we extend the fact that, that everybody is celebrating this as a community when those are the protectors of the community and the people that are so important to, to Las Vegas as a whole? So I thought today, you know, being out on the street, having run out of bars and come over and say hi to Mark and take a picture. I thought it was a great example of just how much the city loves the Golden Knights and uh, a great example of that. So people were coming out of bars to get pictures? Yeah, yeah. It takes a lot to get people to leave bars in Las yes, Vegas, but they were doing it. Right. <laughs> Darn, so the last week, uh, are, you, are you recovered at all? Like uh, you, You've never 
correct me if I'm wrong, you've never been uh, on, on a Stanley Cup winning team because you were in Washington for a lot of years, uh, and but you weren't part of that team that uh, that won the Stanley Cup. Uh, give me an idea of what you what some of your responsibilities were and and how you went down those paths and and had to deal with a very fluid but fun environment. Yeah, it's uh, you know as, as soon as the guys get it, get the cup, it starts a sort of a chain reaction of okay, what does the next celebrations look like, and and trying for us to make sure that we are celebrating that as an organization in terms of content and social media and, and capturing all of that, uh, making sure that, that the media has access to things like the parade and and how do we facilitate that? That that was challenging. It was uh, you know an unprecedented event as an unprecedented volume in a city that, that isn't accustomed to, to that sort of thing. So uh, um, it was uh, a huge challenge, but a fun one. You know, obviously, any time you have a chance to celebrate this kind of thing is, is uh, really something to savor and something to, uh, to make sure that, that you take it as much advantage of as possible because you don't know when it's going to come around again. He's the Vice President of Communications for the Vegas Golden Knights. Nate Ewell also goes by a different title. My boss uh, over at the Vegas School tonight, and uh, that that one carries more weight with me than the Vice President of Communications uh, on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan, you know, Nate, you you know, you kind of talked about the last two years here in Vegas and, and being around this team and how much the team is immersed in in the city, and then you kind of bookend that right with the parade and and the 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 amount of people that showed up, how, how well run that parade was, was there uh, for you just in kind of taking part in it, being a part of it, helping plan it, all of that stuff. Uh, was there like a defining moment for you in the middle of that, where you were able to savor it and soak it in? That's a great question. Um, and, and I'm going to defer almost all credit. And in fact, virtually all credit to other people that, that worked on planning it and, and executing it. And that doesn't go just for our organization. In fact, I, just met with a uh, police officer here um, who was helping us out with Mark's event, uh, who went, who did a lot of the planning and making sure that everybody was safe there. So th- there were so many hands in it, and, and they did such a fantastic job. I would say that the moment for me, um, you know, I, I uh, as we drove the buses back um, sort of from T-Mobile up the strip, behind the strip on, on Frank Sinatra, and then turned down Flamingo and on to, to uh uh, the boulevard, um, that's when it really hit me and, and saw the magnitude of the people that were there. I was lucky enough to be on Bruce's bus, on the coach's bus, and being able to look you know, beyond Bruce, see him take in the crowd, uh, to see really what he brought here. Um, obviously, a lot of people brought it here, but, but in a very real way, in a year, he brought the Stanley Cup here. It, it was pretty special. And, and we can live this again and again and again through quest for the cup uh, on ESPN. When does the final episode drop and uh, how do people get to watch this journey? I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, Darren, the, uh, the final episode, which will capture game five, it'll capture the parade. It'll capture all of that. Um, will air tomorrow. At, I believe it's five o'clock Eastern that it goes up on ESPN plus. So if you're an ESPN subscriber or ESPN plus subscriber, you can, get access to that. It's on ESPN2 the following morning. Um, I saw a screener of it last night. It is breathtaking. It is tear-jerking. It is everything that, that a Golden Knights fan could want. You have to watch it. Um, what's even greater is the same group that did that 
is going to produce a DVD that will be available down the road um, that every fan's going to need to have. It is, it is absolute must-see. That's cool. I didn't know anything about that. Breaking news here in the VGK Insider Show. <laughs> I love that idea. Um, I, I was just, uh, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I, I, I raised it. Uh, we are talking about uh, who you'd like to see the Golden Knights play on, on opening night with the banner raising ceremony, and I wanted to stick at the San Jose a little bit, uh, be, and because they're not expected to be great, it gives you a little bit of a, a heads up. The, the guys went Dallas and Edmonton uh, for theirs. But then we got into this conversation about having a totally separate banner-raising night where you get the rings, you have a concert, and, and, and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if I think it's ever been done. It would be totally out of the box. It would be un, un, non-traditional. But I, I'm kind of like getting my head around it and think that would be pretty cool. I'm, I'm thinking like a marketing person right now. Does that shock you? Does that scare you? Kind of love that. I, just first off, Darren, you know I am your boss. I don't have to answer anything yet. But, <laughs> that um, is very true. <laughs> but I, I will say, I, I kind of like that. I'll tell you why I like it. So I'm a. I, I grew up a Celtics fan, and um, when Larry Bird retired, they did a jersey retirement night that was totally separate from a game, and it was. I think it was the first time they ever done it. And Ooh. you had to enter a lottery to get tickets to it. I sent in 33 entries. I got tickets. And went. It was one of the most amazing sporting events I've been to. Certainly up there with Game Five last week. Um, I could dig that idea. You sent thirty-three entries in. You are a numerologist, aren't you? Oh, that's why I got it. That is really good. Uh, Chapman's trying to figure out what I'm talking about right now because he's he's. <laughs> you have no idea what we're talking about, do you? Larry Bird, baby. 33? Number 33, yeah, numerology, of course. Uh, Is that where Liverpool finished? I forget. Oh! No, they they finished fifth, but but Bill Foley did get to rub in that that they did beat Liverpool. Bournemouth did beat Liverpool. Hey, uh, on the subject of that, great segue. Uh, wonderful stuff here, Nate Ewell, Vice President Communications, uh, Vegas Golden Knights. There's big news on, on the Bournemouth side. Yeah, new coach. New coach, yeah. new. I, I don't. I, I don't know how to feel, but uh, you know, I, I guess I support it because I like what uh, I like what the bosses do. And he he came over from La Liga. Uh, Andoni Arola uh, comes over. He's got some flair to him. Likes uh, likes up tempo. Uh, I, I went through a couple of uh, reaction pieces uh, last night, in fact, and uh, I think that there's there's a lot to like about this. Uh, uh, O'Neill did, did a good job, got them through, or helped them get through. Uh, but uh, but I think there's uh, the fully entertainment group. There's there's a little bit uh, a lot of momentum with this Stanley Cup championship. Yeah, yeah, more trophies to come. Let's hope. Uh, uh, and the the best part is we get the English Premiership. They're talking about Bournemouth, and they have a this great shot of uh, uh, always advance, never retreat, which is in the inside of the Vegas Golden Knights sweater. It's sewn in there, and I think that's always uh, a cool thing uh, when the National Hockey League and the Vegas Golden Knights gets to uh, blend over the English uh, Premiership. Um, you can you can take my idea. Uh, as uh, the marketing, the event planning uh, side of it, uh, for a totally separate night with a banner raising ceremony, a cool concert, ring presentation, all that kind of stuff, it can be. I'm giving that to you, and as my boss, I want you to run with it. Unless it's I, a bad I'm afraid, idea, 
I'm afraid too many people listen to the show, Darren. I don't think that's, that's going to fly. Unless it's a bad idea, then you can blame me. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm, I'm totally, uh, I, I'm used to that uh, all over the place. Uh, hey, thanks, uh, Nate. Uh, and where, where? give us an idea of where, I know it's in the art district, uh, but the mural for everybody that uh, that might want to go down and, and check out, uh, whether it's First Friday or just a, a random uh, uh, swing by to see this mural of Mark Stone. Yeah, Main Street between Imperial and Colorado. Easy to find. Nice. Between Imperial and Colorado. I'm writing that down. Uh, thanks, Nate. What's, uh, what's next on your agenda? I'm meeting Ty Eigner, the head coach of the Bowling Green Falcons, at the, uh, at the bar here across the street. So I said people were coming out of the bar. We're going to head in. Oh, ne- never a doubt with you. Never a doubt. <laughs> then um, uh, Have fun at the draft next week. Uh, we'll catch up then. Sounds good. Thanks, man. There's Nate Ewell, uh, my boss, also the vice president of communications with the Vegas Golden Knights. Chapman, can you imagine being my boss? I would imagine you give him many, many gray hairs. Would you Would you like to be my boss? No, no. I would not like <laughs> to There's be your boss. There's not part of you that would like to be my boss and be able to go, you give me too much of a hard time. Well, but I don't mind you giving me the hard time because it's all in good fun, but... I would not want to be your boss. I don't want to be anyone's boss. Like I've never had any any hmm. I've never had any any desire to be part of management. Like I don't want the responsibilities, A. I mean the pay is nice, but I I just don't want the added responsibility. I kind of enjoy You and I are so much alike because I want the easiest path yes, all I, day long and I, you don't want responsibility. I, this is I, why yes. you and I are taking over the media landscape <laughs> in, in, in Las Vegas. We're gonna have our own show on channel thirteen at some point, I yeah, think. I, yeah. I I think so. <laughs> what 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 would you call it? Oh, I don't know. We'd have to we'd have to come up with some catchy nickname. Because you want your name in it. Oh, of course I do, yeah. Like and I want my name in it. <laughs> Yes, and sure. probably more so. I don't want your name in it. Yes, so there's it's twofold for me on that. And, and then I I just want the special segment once a week where we play the 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 knockoff Olympic music and we just have a segment with the Olympian hmm. <laughs> with the Olympian Darren Elliott. <laughs> yes, but we yes. gotta have the, we we can't have the real Olympic music. It's got to be like some fake like Blades of Glory type Olympic music. See, you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna get us sued again, <laughs> like you did <laughs> with you two with you two yeah. when you played you two and you got cease and desist. Bono and Edge sent me a letter. By the way, they signed it, so I guess I guess that counts as an autograph, right? Really? Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, hundred percent. That counts 100%. as an autograph, right? If, if, well, people, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sure does. Do people collect autographs really anymore? No, but it's still kind of cool. You get jerseys signed. Yeah. You get different things signed. But the selfie has taken over the autograph world. And by the way, my kid's going to have an opportunity to get his jersey signed on Sunday by a Stanley Cup champion. Multiple times Stanley okay. Cup champion. Okay. Why are you talking code like this? Well, well because he's going to get to meet Alec Martinez <laughs> on okay. Sunday. Yeah. Where? At Vegas Sports and Hockey. Okay. Yeah. Why can't you just say that? <laughs> well, Why were you speaking in code? Because you, you know how I like to deliver the the sort of... Were you were you afraid that you were going to say it and then you'd have to stand in line longer? No, no. I'm not, I can't stand in line. I'm not standing in line, but... My, were, were you concerned that it hadn't been announced yet? No, it's been announced, but so oh, you're okay. not standing there's in no line. reason for it. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not going. I'll be. So you're gonna pull what Wallace did at the Arsenal, <laughs> well, and you're, you're gonna cut in front. Well, no, no. I, I'm not cutting anyone. I'm not gonna be there. Listen, I pulled a mallard. That's all I did. 
the do you know you know what I should I should yes. throw the do you know who I am thing I should no, no what works better there was there was no do you know who I am going on <laughs> the, the Ryan Ryan hockey me. guy dangling yeah, show, show yeah, him your your, yeah. your 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 vanity license plate <laughs> you pull up with your yeah. with your vanity license plate Ryan the hockey guy uh, I I use the line do you know who I think I am and that 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 adds some fun tracks see what and, I like about that is. It makes someone think about what you just yeah. said, and they completely forget what you just did. And they're like, they don't want to look goofy, and they'll they'll say, "Who?" And I'll say something funnier. I try and change it up, and then I'm, then I'm in. That, then then I'm in. <laughs> Do you know who I think I am? Is is really good. Pete Weber. Was that the bowler guy? Pete Weber. I can't believe I still have that in the system. Oh, it's the that, greatest oh, moment you, ever. You, you, you're in big trouble with uh, uh, our uh, our other operator, Jared Justice, our bo- like your boss, right? Yeah, yeah. Why is, is that? He, is he technically your boss? I don't know. I don't. There's so many people who have titles around here. I I lose track. I think he's technically <laughs> your senior. Uh, you, you know um, what? I I trained him on this job, which is funny, and now he's bypassed hmm. me. Yeah, he's he's passionate. But I'm perfectly so anyway, fine with that. But, I, I could care less. But he's he's sour with you. Why? Want to be management? He he had to uh, fill in for you. Yes. Once a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And he he's looking at all the drops that you have, like uh, the different mm-hmm. things that you play with the worst timing ever. Yes. Uh, that that Time comes in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, and he's like, he was trying to find the intro to John Shannon. And then he was trying to find the intro it to says, one time. It literally says John Shannon Open right here. And, and, yeah. So he he couldn't find any of it, and we gave uh, and John John was mad because he, he missed his opening, and Justice blamed you, saying there's 240 things in there. It literally says John Shannon Open. So I don't I, know how much more direct think, it could I, be. I think I think it's an organization thing more than it is a number of like items. Not, not thing. the company part, but uh, but him yeah. being uh, yeah prepared. Like an yeah, yeah, like just yeah. there's like there's no rhyme or reason yeah. for where things are in the system. See, like I even have a Gosher open. It says Gosher open. He plays in a band. See? He loves Journey, and he's also the TV voice of the Golden Knights. Let's catch up with Dave Gosher. Chappy, hit me with some right Paul now. Maurice. Paul Maurice, I'm, yeah. I'm offended by it. So what? What justice? And this might be good next week. What justice has advised us to do is have a tournament. <laughs> a tournament. Yeah. And yeah. we we take. Do you think there's 64 in there? You think there's 64, 64 drops? 64 drops? Oh, I've got a lot. Yeah. I, there's a lot. All right. So we take okay. 64 drops, and we we, we uh, pair them off against each other, and people vote. And then it's we, a bracket el- challenge. we eliminate the other one. Yeah, bracket challenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've, yeah. I, I have a feeling like this may, this may go far. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Hmm? Yeah. Why are you so pissy? <laughs> and he he can get that way. God, I love that one. Yeah, oh, it's so he good. can get that way. Uh, our buddy uh, from Four. from Edmonton uh, doing that. Uh, so the bracket challenge with our drops just to just to clean it out a little bit because I think that might be why the computer lags. I I have a feeling then. that some of my OV drops 
people may not like them. Yeah, we can retire those. Uh, what's the latest on the uh, on the poll? What's the uh, on who people Gosh. would like to see the Vegas Golden Knights play on opening night with a banner raising ceremony? Unless my other idea is picked up, and then there's no banner raising ceremony opening night because it's a separate event. Um, we're still sitting pretty with San Jose leading the charge, 46% of the vote. We've got Edmonton, 34% of the vote. Then Dallas, 11%, uh, and other is 9%. As I've mentioned multiple times, it seems like there's a very, very strong push for the Arizona Coyotes um, for obvious reasons. Um, and then... A lot of actually a lot of push here for the uh, for the Florida Panthers, and that kind of goes back to what you and I were talking about, Darren. That it should be a rematch of the Stanley Cup Final. That's personally how I feel um, about it, and it seems like that's picking up a little bit more steam. But the the most likely or at least the most talked about opponents outside of the ones that we were talking about were the Arizona Coyotes, the, the Los Angeles Kings, and uh, a little bit of discourse on the Colorado Avalanche. All right, we'll uh, continue to keep you updated on that, uh, plus bring you one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League, coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. one-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Got the NHL awards coming up Monday in Nashville, uh, followed by the draft on Wednesday and Thursday. And uh, I want to run through all, all the awards. I'm not sure we're going to get there today. Fortunately, I've got a day uh, to save us tomorrow where we can go through the Ted Lindsay nominations uh, and finalists, the Hart, the Norris, uh, best goaltender, the best coach, uh, rookie of the year, uh, top defensive forward, which I don't really want to go down, but because it's an official award, I will. Uh, we'll give you the nominees, uh, the finalists, and then we'll have everybody, the three of us, pick the winner. And we'll see who is closer to uh, the having their finger on the pulse of the finalists and the elite of the uh, of the National Hockey League. Interesting that there isn't a, a Vegas Golden Knight up for any individual awards, and this goes out to the Jim Gregory Award for General Manager of the Year, which is voted on into the playoffs. All the other awards are voted on. Uh, and the votes have to be cast prior to the start of the playoffs. But the uh, Jim Gregory Award for NHL uh, General Manager of the Year actually allows some some playoff uh, evaluation. If a team wins a round, then you can you can uh, give them a little bit of credit. But but the team that that had a dominating run through didn't go to a seventh game, never faced elimination, doesn't have a single player or person up for an individual award on Monday. Which would speak to what we've talked about all year long with the Vegas Golden Knights. They are a team, they are a deep team, and they did it all without a 30-goal scorer this year. So the fact of the matter is they are not a, a couple of individuals propping up a team. They are a complete team where everyone's pulling their weight, and that's why you're not going to see the Vegas Golden Knights individually at the uh, at the NHL awards, but boy oh boy, they've won the ultimate award. Yeah, and they will have that in Nashville. Uh, Zach Whitecloud will be there. I'm not sure how many other players are, are going to be there uh, representing the Vegas Golden Knights, 
but uh, Zach is uh, part of a, uh, a separate uh, committee uh, representing uh, uh, the, uh, the the players from uh, various backgrounds uh, and minorities. So uh, that's that's a cool uh, process that he's going to undertake uh, next week at the National Hockey League Awards, and he can he can carry the Stanley Cup in if he wants and 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 celebrate that. I'll have to check with NHL stats and see when the last time a team won the Stanley Cup but did not have a single finalist for any of the year-end individual awards. Very rare that you wouldn't get somebody in there, whether it might be a one-off in a Calder or a Selkie. Uh, Stanley Cup champions don't have a lot of Calder uh, winners, uh, actually, mm-hmm. because they're, yeah. they're normally... Uh, veteran-led teams, but uh, no, no thirty-goal score uh, for Vegas or anything like that. So, uh, not not totally unexpected. But I, I thought, honestly, thought Kelly McCrimmon would would get in there for mm-hmm. for general manager of the year in in what he was able to do in backfilling the goaltending side of it uh, and uh, some of the different because it's not it's not looked at as just this year, even though it is. Uh, a, a word for this year, but uh, the Jack Eichel acquisition and, and things that uh, his, his fingerprints are on this team, I thought I thought they might squeeze in uh, with, with Kelly McCrimmon, but not the case. Yeah, if you're looking at one that's a snub, I, I would argue that that's the one, um, just because you know the the name at the deadline, Ivan Barbashev, wasn't the the splashiest of names, it was exactly what this team needed. Jonathan Quick was exactly what the Golden Knights needed, as you mentioned, to kind of backfill goaltending to to get them to a point where they could win the division, win the conference, set themselves up with the best chance to go through the playoffs. Um, I I mean, I I would look at that one as the the snub if you're looking at the Golden Knights team as a whole. Well, the Olympian and I, Darren Elliott uh, and I, were uh, part of a group uh, playing Bears Best today. Uh, on the golf course, uh, the NHL Board of Governors were meeting. And there's some significant news that came out of this today uh, from a fan perspective, uh, from a trying to limit a distraction or controversy uh, angle. It's that the NHL is going to do away with teams wearing specialty jerseys during warm-up. And so that's uh, all kinds of different uh, uh, jerseys that uh, that we've seen, uh, whether it's uh, Pride Night or uh, Military Night. Uh, uh, what are some other uh, uh, Chinese... Uh, hockey Fights uh, Cancer. Yeah, uh, Hockey Fights Cancer. All, all those kinds of uh, uh, Chinese New Year. Uh, Latin Heritage Night. Yep. Black uh, History Night. What's the uh, Night of the Dead? Oh, uh, I think isn't that what it's yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Those was, are awesome. Uh, by the uh, way, so so that uh, that is not going to happen. Now teams can still make those sweaters, and Brady Hackmeister and his uh, group uh, over at Vegas Golden Knights do an awesome job in designing those sweaters, uh, and usually they'll not about a T-shirt uh, as well. They can they still have the ability to make those sweaters, but the actual players will not wear them in the pregame warm-up anymore. And this is uh, this is from Gary Bettman, who spoke to Elliot Friedman uh, following today's uh, meeting of the Board of Governors. And Bettman saying, I suggested that it would be appropriate for clubs not to change their jerseys in warm-up 
because it's becoming a distraction and taking away from the fact that all our clubs, in some form or another, host nights in honor of various groups or causes. We would rather those groups or causes continue to get the appropriate attention they deserve and not be a distraction. Uh, This comes in response to uh, players, individual players, who opted not to wear Pride Night sweaters uh, for for Mm -hmm. several different clubs. Uh, The New York Rangers were part of that. Philadelphia Flyers, uh, Ivan Provorov, uh, then with the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, opted not to wear it. Uh, Sharks goaltender James Reimer, the uh, Panthers, uh, Eric Mark Stahl uh, didn't. um, And some of that was... uh, Russians saying they didn't believe in it uh, or they feared any, some some type of uh, retribution uh, because of uh, uh, the stance and the, the, the Russian uh, uh, belief uh, when it comes to uh, that lifestyle. So there, there's there's that, but it's it's I, I understand it's it was the message was getting lost and it was mm-hmm. taking away from the message, but it's really disappointing. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it, it, it really is disappointing because it feels like this is a, it, an overcorrection, based on a few instances where there was refusal in that situation, and and to me that doesn't necessarily spell inclusion. It it, it doesn't really work that way in the way that I view it. But you know, from from all intent for all intents and purposes. If you're trying to put the highlight back on the night, I, I can I can wrap my head around that, but it is an incredibly and 100% disappointing. Well, I don't I don't like it from the regard that these jerseys that are worn during warmups are auctioned off, and the money raised from those jersey sales is then donated to various charities like Hockey Fights Cancer. Mm-hmm. It's those lavender jerseys are donated to a cancer charity. Pride night, the jerseys are the, the the money is donated to the local LGBTQ foundation. You're taking money away from those various charities because while you're still going to sell the jerseys, there's an attachment to when you see your favorite player, regardless of what team they play for, wearing that jersey, and you want to pay, for, you want to you want to win it in the auction. It 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 hurts. The local charities as well. I, I I just view it as a step backwards when we You're right didn't about necessarily that. have to take a step backwards. And, and I'm on the surface, really, uh, when I first heard about it, was disappointed, upset, uh, angry yeah. uh, that that this wasn't going to happen. But I understand the more I listen to Gary Batman, why they're going down this path, and, and maybe it does return and and. Evenings like Pride Night or uh, Heritage Night uh, will still be happening. Military Appreciation Night, uh, whether it's Hockey Night, Fights Cancer Night, those nights are still going to happen. Uh, you just won't have the specialty jerseys worn during warm-up. So that's, that's a distinction, and, and, and keep that in mind. But the, the point that Gary Bettman does make is when players weren't going to wear the sweaters and warm up and then nobody wore the sweaters and warm up like what happened in New York uh, that was when Vegas was playing New York uh, at Madison Square Garden or the Philadelphia Flyers when Ivan yep. Provorov won. It, that became the story 
instead of the story of uh, uh, supporting uh, Pride Night and and go- going down that uh, uh, approach. And it the message, the celebration, the good feelings all, all got lost in, in the wake of that. So there's no guarantee that this is a full-time, lasting, forever kind of thing. Uh, the the specialty jerseys could return in two years or four years, but for the time being, and and you can't just take away the specialty jerseys for one cause and allow them for another. You, that yep. that would be unfair as as, as well. Uh, I I do I do understand where Mr. Bettman is coming from in this. Yeah, I can wrap my head around that. And and I think putting the story and the emphasis and the focus back on the causes for the night and not having anything else in, in the background or, or a decision by an individual take anything away from that or any of the shine off of that is a, a good step right now in, in the moment. Um, and, you know, it's kind of to Chapman's point about the, the charity and the auction and all that, I, I just hope that... You know, you're you're able to find well, some way to suppl- supplant that, or supplement that, or augment that to where you're still able to help out charities on those nights surrounding those nights uh, in the same way that you could with an auction of those jerseys well, that they'd be wearing in warm up. Here's here's some positive to that, then, Chapman. Especially mm. jerseys will still be available. Will still be available for fans to purchase uh, if the teams decide to uh, uh, make a specialty jersey. They just won't be seen on the ice. So players who choose to model those sweaters or sign those sweaters, they can they can still do that. It's just a question of those jerseys will not be on the ice in the pregame warm-up. Athletes individually can support whichever specialty night they want. So it on uh, the headline is big and it's jarring but the backstory isn't quite as uh disappointing as as i initially thought you know the way the way i kind of approach this and and if you follow me on twitter you you can clearly see that i am an ally to the lgbtq cause and I'm a big supporter and proponent of Pride Nights. The way yeah. I, I look at this is we have come so far as yes. a society that we're having a discussion about how upset we are over this. Whereas 20 years ago, maybe we don't even have this discussion. Now, that doesn't mean we still don't have a lot, a, a long way to go. But we've made a lot of progress, especially in this particular area, that... There is, you know, you, you you look on social media. It might there, help sales. People might yeah. go like, like, I'll show you and buy a jersey where they wouldn't have bought a jersey before. Like someone I know within the organization, they tweeted out that they're very upset with the decision. There's a lot of people who are upset with this. So I feel that that's a good thing because it means that we've made progress, but we still have a lot more progress to I, make. I, but I do, I do understand the league's take on it, that the message, it was overshadowing the actual intended message i can i can get on board with that yeah like like the rangers became the story Mm. the flyers Mm. were a big story yeah especially considering they have two pretty prominent voices in their locker room who are supporters of the cause and it became an issue in inside locker rooms yeah not 
yeah. not bad, yeah. but it created uh, a rift in at least two dress rooms that I'm aware of, where guys are like, "Come on, let's let's get on board here." You, nobody's saying you have to capitulate on all your beliefs, but this is a, a team, an organizational decision, and and there are some some issues on that, right? Yeah, no, I, I I'm with Chapman in that. You know, I, I think that there's there's a way to kind of look at where we're at right now and having the discussion, and I think that that's important and it needs to continue to be a thing that happens. Um, but I also understand, you know, Darren, where you're talking, what you're talking about, and where you're coming from, and that you can understand this from the league's perspective because what the, the plan is is to put the emphasis and the focus back on those knights, back on the causes yeah. that those knights represent, and that's the story. There's nothing else that can pull away from that. There's nothing else that can steal attention from that, and hopefully that's a step in the right direction, and, and we get back to a point where those jerseys can make a comeback. Those are your one-timers. Uh, we'll be back with Catching Up with Chapman next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So, I know we're a hockey show, but I think sometimes it's kind of cool to talk about all the cool things that happen in Las Vegas, especially on the sports scene. And I had an opportunity to go check out the G League Ignite a few times. And they had a kid named Scoot Henderson. Well, Scoot Henderson was Love the Scoot. Yeah, he was the third pick in the NBA draft this year. So, on top of everything else in Las Vegas that's going on throughout the year, sports-wise, there's a team in Las Vegas that that has a ton of NBA. Shaquille O'Neal's son plays for for that team. There's a ton of stuff going on in this city, and and the Ignite they got they signed another kid. I think he was one of the top three or four expected drafted players next year he's gonna be playing for them this upcoming season so really cool stuff for those wondering victor wembayama was the number one pick and uh, he actually played at the dollar loan center in a preseason yeah. exhibition game got yeah. to see him as well and man he's he's a special talent so you know guy. why they call him scoot scoot henderson no when he was young yes like, like young 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 okay he didn't walk he would scoot around on his bum hmm. Really? Yeah, just scoot around. They call him Scoot. Scooter. Is that Scoot. a true story? True story. Because I don't know with you sometimes. Wow. What do you mean you don't know with me? Well, Have I, mean, I ever lied to you? I don't know if you lie, but you, yes. you kind of exaggerate a little bit from time to time. Like, I'm sure you you're going I'm, I'm sure to tell me you shot Chabin, today. Chabin, Chabin, just yeah. say, Just say yes. No, I was, we, I was, we all know the kettlebell exists. Come on. <laughs> I was 94. 94? Yeah, I was 94. I, I was I really good at the start, and then I completely lost it. And then I was really good at the end. Did the Olympian take care of business against you? Uh, no, the Olympian's having a tough go of it right now. Uh-oh. I've never heard somebody groan more <laughs> while playing golf. And he acknowledged it. He's got some tendon issues with his hands. He's got a hip issue right now, which all goalies have. Uh, he's got a leg issue as well. By the time we were done, he was limping along and just getting out of the cart he was making these noises that shouldn't come from a body. That's never a good sign. No. I felt bad for the Olympian. But he's still uh, an Olympian. Uh, tomorrow we're going to get into the NHL awards and we'll predict what's going to go down Monday in Nashville. Hart, Norris, Vesna, Adams, Calder, Lady Bing, Selkie, Ted Lindsay. 
A lot to get into uh, tomorrow. Uh, thanks to Nate Ewell for hopping on today. That was kind of fun. Don't get a chance to interview my boss very often. 